Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. There are a few areas we want to look at as we begin to close the Heavenly Authority series. The first one ties into the discussion we had about church governance and also the whole issue of, of recognition, recognizing heavenly authority. Uh, we spent time in the past in the series discussing false prophets, false teachers, and we also touched on the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But I'd like to draw these areas together as they relate to the different leadership situations and errors we find in the church and in church governments and which can detract from the light of the gospel of salvation. And the first is that we want to look at is the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And if you turn to Matthew chapter 15, and we'll read verses 1 to 20. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? The tradition of the elders. For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandments of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition." Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Let's stop right there. Teaching as doctrines, teaching as teachings, didaskalia, teaching as teachings, the commandments of men. They come to him saying, and they're trying, they're looking for any reason to uh, put down what he's doing and what the disciples are doing. So they, the best they can pick on is that they're not washing their hands when they eat bread. Now, certainly in Leviticus, you have direction for purification, right? We talked about that when we studied the Levites and the priests, how when the priests made the offering, he had a wash, which was wise because he was uh, ministering food to the people. Uh, and there is a wisdom, obviously, in that washing. But this is what they have to pick on. And what they've done with the word of God, 
the commandments of God as they've embellished upon it. And this happens in the religious trap. To start off with a foundation of the truth of God's word and then embellish upon it to a place that God never went. And to get so focused on the trappings, what you extrapolate, extract and extrapolate from God's word, which is not his word anymore, it becomes your religious tradition, that the focus comes off the word of God, off the commandments of God, and onto these rituals, these petty things, these busy works that can make a person feel very good, well, I do this and I do that, and miss the very heart, the important matters of the word of God. And they're doing it, obviously, here, not out of good motives. They're doing it um, to try to trap Jesus. Why do your disciples transgress, break the tradition of the elders? you got to be careful. We're going to talk about tradition in a moment. But tradition of the elders, not the traditions of God, all the things these elders have piled on the people outside the word of God, they break these traditions. And religion, as you leave any, any church, any church, if you leave it long enough, it will decay from God's word into ritualistic tradition. It's a normal process. It's almost like that second law of thermodynamics working on the church, you know, to pull it down unless you have revival and a going back to the beginning, that first love. The tradition of the elders are being broken, and Jesus says, and why do you? You're the religious leaders. Why do you transgress? Why do you break the commandment of God because of your tradition? Your tradition is breaking God's commandment, which is more important. The tradition we built up in our religion over the years or the commandments of God, which should be first and foremost. And you have in here the uh, contrast between religious tradition, men's religion, and God's word. Right? You break God's word. You break God's commandment. The commandments of men versus the commandments of God. For God commanded, and he goes to one of the key commandments, honor your father and your mother. When you do the Ten Commandments, you have the first commandments that deal with your relationship to God, and then the second group deals with your relationship to other humans. And the first of those is honor your father and your mother. And he quotes that from Deuteronomy 5, uh, in Exodus, the Ten Commandments, and then from Exodus 21:17, he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. That's how important it was for the children to honor the parents and do that which is right by them. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother, implied with it. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect. Some of your translations will say you have nullified. You nullify the commandment of God. You replace the commandment of God by your what? Tradition. Your religious tradition replaces the commandment of God. And we've talked about Corbin. I'm not going to go into that now. You know what the Corbin was. It was a gift offered to the temple or to the religious practice, and it was an offering. And obviously the religious leaders. Now here you have Pharisees. Um, the Sadducees were really interested in the temple, the Pharisees with the Sanhedrin and the, uh, the religious schools. 
And uh, they wanted the people to make as many vows as possible, a vow for offering, to bring money into the system. And we also spoke about how sometimes there was a, there was a catch to this. Some people could sincerely make a rash vow of an offering and then not have the money because it's totally dedicated to give them to help their parents in their older years. Others would use the system. They could keep the, what they had for themselves and promise it after their death. And so they didn't have to help anybody. They could enjoy the benefit of any finances they had and say, I would really like to help you, but it's dedicated as Corbin. It's a vow I've made to the temple. And there was different variations on this so that uh, often the religious leaders benefited by it and the person having the money benefited by it because it relieved them of their obligations and they could still maintain an interest in what they had. And obviously, how is that honoring your father and your mother? If they're elderly, remember back then there was no social security, um, there were no pension plans, they're, they're at the point they're weak, they need help as they took care of you when you were a baby and you were weak and you needed help, now it's your turn to honor them. And here the religious leaders are breaking a commandment of God, one of the Ten Commandments, given to Moses on Mount Sinai by this religious system of offerings, their tradition. Now, should offerings be made to the temple? Is it good to make an offering? Sure. And there was a tithing system, and we know all that. But you can take it to a point of tradition that you break the commandments of God for their own self-interests. And so as they try to expose, they're not washing their hands when they eat, Using one of their traditions, Jesus exposes their breaking of the fundamental commandments of God by their tradition. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips. Are they talking about the true God? Yes, right? Are they preaching about Yahweh Elohim? Yes, but what is it? It's lip service, right? They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. This is the religion trap. And in vain they worship me, teaching as teachings, as doctrine, the commandments of men rather than the commandments of God, right? And, you know, there is, uh, there is legitimate tradition. We, that word there, tradition, in the Greek, paradosis, means it comes from a word uh, that means to uh, entrust, to transmit, to yield up, to transmit, to hand down, to hand down, to hand over. It's a transmission, a transmission of precepts. And then obviously here you have a transmission of the Jewish traditionary law, a lot of what winds up then in the Mishnah and uh, the extra biblical writings of the Jews, right? Uh, a transmission, you hand down. Well, what do you hand down? In um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, Paul writes, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. Same word. What he's transmitted to them about the gospel. There's a tradition in the gospel, right? And then in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, in verse 13, he says, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because... God, from the beginning, chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel. 
for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition, same word, which you were taught, that which we transmitted to you, we handed down to you, whether by word or our epistle. And 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, But we command you, brethren, in the name of our, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. What tradition is he speaking about? What transmission? What handing down? The handing down of the pure gospel. So there is a pure gospel tradition. We have the tradition, the transmission, the teachings of the apostles. If you would like to support our church's outreach, you can make a secure donation on our website at shiarjashub.org or you can mail your donation to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. On the website, you will find hundreds of Bible study radio programs as well as links to our Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle channel on YouTube and Rumble. We live stream our Sunday service on YouTube at 10.30 a.m. and it is then posted on YouTube, Rumble, and the shiarjashub.org website for 24-7 access. You will find videos in Pastor Greg's series on the end times, as well as special sermons such as those on healing. And you can always check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling of Shi'ar Jashub.